Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. up guys and welcome to another episode of the dream bigger podcast i'm your host sif and i'm the founder of icing and glitter which is a blog instagram account and youtube channel today's episode is for anyone who wants to get inspired to work out fitness is second nature to me but i totally remember back when i wasn't working out regularly it felt like i didn't know where to start let alone when i'd see results Well, today's guest will surely inspire you to get started, but before I get to introducing her, I want to ask you to take five seconds out of your day to leave this podcast to review if it brings you value. Your subscriptions and reviews are what help the show grow, so I really, really appreciate it. And as a way to say thank you, I'm sending out a beauty goodie bag to everyone who subscribes to and reviews the show. Just send me a screenshot to sifa.h91 at gmail.com and I'll send it right to your door. So today's guest is Laura Davidson. Laura is a fitness influencer and the founder of Sweat City app, which is like Tinder and Instagram rolled into one for fitness. You'll hear her speak about it firsthand. I wanted to chat with Laura because her fitness story is really inspiring. It's a look into what hard work can do for your body. Laura started her fitness page because she wanted to get healthier and has really brought her audience on that journey with her. She's super smart. I mean, she taught herself how to build an app. Like, what? (laughs) And she's a serious hustler. So I'm sure you guys are going to love today's conversation. So with that, let's welcome Miss Laura Davidson to the Dream Bigger podcast. Okay, Laura, thank you so much for being here. I want to start from the beginning. Um, Pre-app pre-blog, where were you working, what were your hobbies, take me back all the way. So that feels like a long time ago, Yeah. Um, but it all started, I guess, post-university, moving to Toronto, and I landed a job working for Kevin O'Leary, so Mm -hmm. I was doing his financial accounting uh, and account management, and I did that for about seven and a half years, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's, yeah, it was a long long time, it was a long time, yes, Um, so that's where I would say it all sort of started, Mm -hmm. um, this whole entrepreneurial journey that I am now on, Mm -hmm. I would accredit part of that to working for him and uh, being around that energy, learning and watching somebody who does everything for themselves and pushes forward and never sort of, never sort of stops. Cool. So were you always into fitness? Like when you were working for Kevin O'Leary, like, did you always have that kind of in you? Uh, I played sports when I was younger Mm -hmm. and then through university kind of obviously fell off that uh, that field and after university I found myself always falling back into fitness mm-hmm. but I would never be able to stick to it so right I would do like two weeks on kind of feel good about myself fall off for maybe oh like god three, yeah four months yeah and totally 
when I start to feel shitty again, I would dive back into it and kind of did this whole yo-yo thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember I was probably about 24, 25 when I was kind of getting to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm not happy with myself. Mm -hmm. I want to see more for myself. Um, But I was kind of stuck in this world uh, with, you know, certain friends that maybe didn't really put themselves into the fitness industry, didn't Mm -hmm. really take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't taking care of myself. Uh, My life was definitely more focused around Work and then social. Yeah. Work, go out. Work, as go out. as is normal when you have that sort of career. Definitely, like just being in that industry, downtown Toronto, yeah. living downtown. Uh, you know, it's just kind of happens. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely normal. So, um, what made you decide to? Well, I guess start an app. So honestly, sometimes I don't even know. Um, yeah. But no, so it it came down to like I said, me wanting to become healthier. Um, it started more or less out of a vanity state of me wanting to look better. Right. Um, and with that, I found myself lacking the motivation and accountability to actually get up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I remember starting trying to work out with my sister and mm-hmm. we met two mornings in a row. And then it was like, forget you. I never want to see you again. Like I'm not getting up at six. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was too easy to cancel on each other right. and like, trying with friends that mm-hmm. I had and our schedules just weren't the same. And I was like, well, I don't want to pay for a trainer. What can I do? So I actually downloaded Tinder to match with other women in a non-romantic way uh, to find a gym partner. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the concept for the app started. Yeah. And that led me to then, you know, it's something that I couldn't get in my head. I was sketching this on paper, doing this, and then I downloaded um, a program and started to build out the wireframe for it. And All, like yourself? Yeah, I just started, I Googled how to build an app and just sort of started. That's bananas. The whole, oh my God. The whole process. Um, yeah. And then it took me a few months before mm-hmm. I found the right team and developers and got the design going. Uh, it took almost like four or five months before I got that all together and actually, um, I guess, was ready to jump into it and commit myself into doing this. I remember talking to my mom about it being like, I kind of want to do this. She's like, well, honey, like if you want to do it, you got to try or else you're always going to wonder. <laughs> you never, Yeah, seriously, you never know until you try. Exactly. So um, walk me through Sweat the City app. Like what can someone expect? Like... Absolutely. So there's three parts to it. So mm-hmm. the first part, which has been out for, it was the original part of the app that uh, we had out. We have added new features now this summer. But the first part is matching and connecting with other people in your area that are looking for a workout partner. Mm-hmm. So solving that accountability, motivation, um, sort of networking community aspect in fitness. So you can set your fitness preferences, time of day, uh, your gender, and then an age range and distance and swipe and match with people in your area. Um, the second piece is the explore page, which is my personal favorite part of the app. Um, and it essentially allows you to navigate your way through the city and find all things health and fitness. So we break it out into four categories, fitness, food, apparel, and wellness. And I love that part. I have to add, like, I love that. Like, I just, you know, like opened it and it's like freshy, like right next door, like whatever studios, it's really cool. Exactly. So the whole point of that is that you never really feel lost about like where to go and what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can always stay on track, essentially like how to live healthy, how to sweat in your city. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the third and final piece, which we are launching in the next week or two is the ability to connect with experts. So we have, again, four categories. We have training, nutrition, sports, medicine, that'll be your physio, chiro, acupuncture. And then our final category is mental wellness. So you'll find mental health counselors, meditation experts, professional organizers, that sort of side to really help your mental um, side of your life balance with the physical. I love that. So do you vet the people that um, register, like the professionals? Yeah, yeah. So they go through a process and we have to check their certifications. 
Uh, we have a whole sort of backend system that verifies that you are a trusted source because that is our whole goal is being that trusted source for all things health and wellness. I absolutely love that because I'm currently looking for a chiropractor and I'm, I promise you I'll be using this feature. Like, this is a very, very useful. So how did you go about curating the right team to build something like this out? Um, so that is, I think, something that's always ever evolving. Mm -hmm. um, but going back to when we first started uh, with our first version, the team that I found was through a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. And they own their own boutique creative agency and they took on projects like mine and helped, um, helped you with design, your style, mm -hmm. branding, everything and launch you. Uh, after that happened, I remember thinking, okay, cool. Like now what? And then I had to re I learned that I needed a developer to continue building things out, fixing bugs. Cause that's something that happens in apps. Which and up until this point you had built this app. Well, the, the, the like, team that I, the, the right. development company that I worked with, yes. Okay. And um, they're still my partners today. I still share office space with them. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, but um, now we've gotten to the point where I have two developers that work full-time in-house. Uh, I've got a couple interns that just started with us, the COO that joined our team, some advisors that have come forward. So it's grown a lot since inception, for sure. Um, but it's not without, you know, the hurdles. I've had people come and go, and but it's just part of it. Yeah. And what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced with the app? The biggest challenges would be development and financing it. And so right now it's been something that I've done solely on my own. Good for um, you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's not an, it's not an easy thing to no. finance even like, no, it's not. It's expensive, especially doing development full time mm -hmm. um, this year. So, which I'm sure we'll get into quitting my job and everything this year. But uh, that's something that I, I committed myself to and committed myself to financially. Uh, to take it to the next level and really put my heart and soul and everything I have into it because if you don't, it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. It looks really good too. I mean, so it's clearly it's paid off all the hard Thank work. Thank you. Thank you. Labor of love. A little bit. Um, so you also, you obviously launched a blog and that's how I kind of found you. So tell me about this blog. What made you decide to launch it? Like, yeah, just yeah. take me back a little so bit. So it's called My Sweat Story, and I started the blog in January of 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, and it started as sort of a New Year's resolution for myself where I wanted to publicly commit myself to a three-month workout plan. Uh, I did that so that I had no excuses in terms of falling off or losing, you know, accountability, any of that stuff. Um, for me, you know, I wanted it to be a really honest platform where I would talk about the things that... I was going through whether it was cellulite, um, you know, any sort of body imaging, eating, balancing a full-time job, a startup, side hustle, and then trying to navigate over through the fitness industry, which I didn't know enough about at the time. Um, so all that stuff. So it was just really this honest sort of platform that I was sharing my thoughts and feelings on. Um, and now it's sort of evolved, I guess, into a little bit more and it's grown and as naturally as it should. So. Was it... It, like, was it a space where you'd share just like fitness or food? Like it was just like a holistic platform for you to share your wellness journey? Yeah, it was a lot of the beginning posts that I would talk about were, you know, like transformations that I would show myself, um, the honest truth about me changing who I was. So, you know, as I mentioned before, like the whole social life that I was really immersed in, like work social and like moving away from bad people that were negative energy, negative, uh, I guess, activities, mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, talking about changing yourself, putting yourself first, um, and learning what that really meant and still figuring that out today. Um, and, you know, 
I, I want to say a couple years ago, the word self-love wasn't the term for mm -hmm. it, but essentially that's what it was, was really finding and discovering that. I really like how you started from like the very beginning and it was just kind of this journey because I feel like with, with bloggers, that's not usually it. They're just diving into like the creative and I think people have questions and I think like this way, the way you did it, it almost humanizes you. I, I agree with you. So it's like, I never considered myself a creative person. I yeah. was always in finance, accounting, like numbers, mm -hmm. analytical. Um, and starting this blog really opened that side up of me uh, as well with Instagram and just captions, like as simple as a caption can be. Uh, sometimes like the sort of the emotion and, and the creativity that can go behind it does mean a lot. Uh, as well as now getting into obviously more like photography and all that stuff. So it's really opened up a huge piece. And then obviously the writing itself, right? So mm -hmm. writing of these personal pieces. Um, so I think it's a really cool platform and way for somebody who may not even know that this is something that they're good at, but they can jump right into. I think it's amazing. And so how did you cultivate your community and your like conversation enough to go from, you know, your, your job to quitting that and going full time with your blog? Um, so I would say that it all sort of is assisted by the fitness industry in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know exactly when or where it happened, but you start getting put on these, I guess, PR lists that invite you to events. And then I started meeting um, some of my fellow now who are now friends, but so fellow fitness, I guess, influencers. Uh, like Beverly Chang, Cassie Day, who I used to follow and admire, mm -hmm. and then I got to meet them in real life. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, to start of colla collaborating with people like that and meeting like-minded people and you kind of grow your network. Um, and then when you are doing cool things or cool events or you be on podcasts like this, that really helps um, just sort of cultivate that community. Uh, we also used to host uh, free workouts through the app um, where we would partner with the studio. You could come do a free workout if you had our app downloaded like that so I think that also really helped as well that's I mean it's amazing and wh what would you say like what's day in your life in terms of food and workout at this point at this point yeah um, I, so I, I don't know because you guys she has abs they're like it's insane she looks amazing like I need to know your secrets well thank you um, at this point, it all feels so second nature because now it's been almost a solid two years of mm -hmm. me sort of figuring it out. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest pieces that people should take away from even this conversation is it doesn't happen overnight. Totally. You, know, you see some of these influencers online or just people with whatever, the tens of following and they have these ripped bodies and it's maybe taken them four years to get there. Mm -hmm. So don't let that discourage you if you're kind of in that beginning phase. Um, but a typical day for me, I always get up around the same time and um, I figured out how to become a morning person which yes, is, <laughs> is something that I wish I had when I worked full time oh god tell me about it I know I'm the same way like when I used to work like I'd wake up early when I started my blog as well because it was like that was my side hustle I'd wake up before work to do my blog but like it was never something I relished no. you know and then now I'm like the biggest morning person and I'm like Man, I wish I'd figured this out earlier like I did I could you couldn't pay me to well I guess you weren't getting me to get out of bed to go to work <laughs> but it was really really challenging um and now I find I naturally I get up I always do the same thing in the morning um 
you know, start my day with my morning routine and then a healthy breakfast and usually my workouts are Wait, no, no, no. I need specifics. You know what's your healthy what's your healthy breakfast? Okay. Um, so every morning starts with hot water and lemon. Yeah, um, in the winter I kind of spice it up a little bit. I'll throw in some sometimes some turmeric or cinnamon, mint leaves, all that ginger, all that good stuff. Uh, usually then that leads me into breakfast mm -hmm. and I almost eat the same thing every day. Um, my kind of rule with food is if you can, can't see the ingredients that make it up, then you probably shouldn't be eating it. Love it. Uh, like a muffin, for example, versus eggs and avocado and tomato. You can mm -hmm. kind of see it all. Um, so that's actually what I eat every day is usually scrambled eggs with um, a sliced avocado, tomato, uh, cucumber, and then kind of dive into my day. So mm -hmm. every day is a little bit different in terms of work and where I'll be and where I'll be working from. Um, but I always usually try to fit in a workout, usually four times a week I work out. Mm -hmm. What kind of workouts do you like? So I mostly do strength training. I've got like my, my favorite gym is called Maya Detox Performance. Mm -hmm. I've heard great things. It's I've heard amazing. they're like crazy hard though, some of their classes. I mean, it's as hard as you want to make it, right? So they're weightlifting classes. So if it's your first time, then you go a little bit lighter um, and you kind of go at your own sort of pace as mm -hmm. long as you're hitting the rep scheme and then you get in a certain number of sets mm -hmm. in the allotted time and you rotate through stations. They also have um, less aggressive classes, I'd call them. Still hard, but mm -hmm. they're more of a hit style workout, which is some people prefer to have over heavy weights. Mm -hmm. um, so I do that usually twice a week. And then I've got a personal trainer at Squat Health, uh, which is amazing. We do that once a week. Uh, I try to fit in a spin class here or there. Sometimes it's a yoga class, something a little bit more light and fun. That's normally it. So what time of day do you work out? You work, you eat your breakfast, you work. What time do you work out? Uh, it's always different. So usually if I'm seeing my trainer, it's usually in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll do a morning workout at my detox with my amazing workout partner who I love. And sometimes it's after work, kind of more depends on her schedule because mm -hmm. I'm more flexible. Mm -hmm. So whatever works for her, I'll kind of like work that out. Um, but it's always different. And go to lunch. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting really specific. I'm sorry. I'm gonna it's dig okay. really deep. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so the easiest way, uh, the best way, I guess I'd say, I like to do lunch is uh, when I cook dinner the night before. I make extra so that I have lunch for the next day. So smart. So then, yeah, you're never kind of lost with throughout the day, um, wondering where to go, what to eat, and if you are, then you download Sweat City app and you can find something <laughs> healthy nearby. Um, but no, so that's kind of the easiest way I like to do it. Sort of meal prep that meal. Mm -hmm. um, I stick to usually salmon, chicken, but I don't restrict myself from anything really. Like I'll eat red meat, um, especially if I'm going out, like I kind of eat whatever I want. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, you know, you keep it healthy, keep it clean. As long as it's whole real food, then I find that there's nothing wrong with it. Are you a snacker? Uh, a little bit. So usually I have a protein bar at least with me once or twice a day sometimes, depending on how far or how busy I am. Um, but that's, yeah, that's normally it. Sometimes I'm like a snack when I get home. Cheese and crackers is my go-to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I love good cheese. So I want to talk about Susie. And Susie is a girl that I made up. Okay. Susie has an extremely high stress job in the financial district. And Susie wants to make some lifestyle changes to lean more towards health. Where should she start? I would say that she should start finding with start. I would start with fitness. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, fitness and food are the two main pieces. But I literally went through exactly what Susie was going through. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's why I asked. Her. <laughs> so, Should have called her Laura. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and what I did was so I looked at my schedule and I analyzed who I was. And at that time, as I mentioned, I was not a morning person. 
So starting a workout at 6 a.m. before I had to be at work was not something I would commit myself to because I know I would fail. Mm -hmm. And then you'll feel bad about yourself and then you'll get in that sort of like down spiral. and It's just not what you want. So I looked at my day and I realized I had this hour-ish sort of break in the middle of the day, which is lunch, mm -hmm. uh, What that I decided to make that my time for myself and my workout time. So thankfully, I lived about five minutes away from my office. So I'd go home, go to my condo gym, do about a 30-minute workout, refresh, eat. Um, and part of eating was having that meal prepped before. So I would take it to work and actually eat it at my desk while I was working. So mm -hmm. I made up for that time. Uh, and then, you know, finished my day at work. And then I wasn't stressed having to go work out after work, which a lot of people find the excuse there is that you're tired. You've had a long day. Well, you are. You're just, you like, are. so drained. I mean, I feel like this is actually a really good hack because, I mean, if, if you can, I think just fit it into the afternoon. Exactly. So I would – and I started putting it into my calendar as an appointment. Love it. Um, so I, I committed myself that way. And I started – one of the biggest things was I started saying no to people when – there was something that they wanted to do with me that conflicted with that time. So because it was in my calendar as an appointment and I started taking it very seriously, it's like, no, I can't go for dinner with you. I'm going for a workout, you know? So not giving that piece up for someone else and putting, that's the, the putting yourself first sort of mm -hmm. mentality that I really learned. Um, and that made a big difference. Yeah. I think that's like exactly how I started as well. I feel like if you make your workout, an appointment style priority, you're not going to miss it, exactly. you know, because like you won't bail on a meeting or like, yeah. And it, you really, you do owe this to yourself. Like it, it's not like beyond just vanity, right? Like it's like a functional thing. Like you want your body to feel right. Well, once you start and you realize how good, good feels, it becomes, that's where the, I, I want to call the addiction more or less comes into it's play. It's so true. Um, and even like something, the simple movement, it doesn't have to be this aggressive, crazy, heavy, sweaty workout. If mm -hmm. you're just getting started, just get started. Um, just find a little bit of movement. Do some dynamic stretching. Uh, try some, you know, a yoga that maybe is like a little easier or something like that. Yeah, it really, it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. And then I think like it just, yeah, it becomes second nature. Yeah, and the other piece of advice I have too is if you hate running, don't try running. Find something else. Like don't think, okay, in order for me to get fit, I need to jump on the treadmill. I hate running. That's not going to, you're not going to make it. Like, it's, it's not going to happen for you if that's, that's you're an already amazing up piece failure. of advice. Amazing piece of advice because, like, God, I remember so many times trying and failing at running because, right? like, running is, like, one of those things, like, fit, quote-unquote. You just quote, assume unquote. that's you just what assume. you have to do. That's not what you have to do. And I like, never run. And I, I just can't, like, I, I feel like my body resists it, like, no matter what I do. And I'm, I think, like, I'm a fairly fit person. Like, I work out five days a week, like consistently I love working out but for some reason it's just my body cannot it just it yeah. just does not like running yeah I feel you and like it took a long time to come to terms with that because I feel like it's just under that like blanket statement fit is like running and so true you don't have to it is and if you walk into like a big box gym it's just full of treadmills right full of cardio machines mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not saying don't do cardio cardiovascular health is very important but if that's not something that you love, then don't start there or find something like a hit class or a boxing class where you'll still get that cardiovascular movement in, uh, but you're doing something that's a little bit more, a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think it's a great tip. So tell me about your morning routine because you are a morning person and I want to, you know, like a peek into your morning. Absolutely. So the biggest, I would call it piece of advice or lesson that I've learned in becoming a morning person, um, was 
getting up when I wake up. So before when I had a full-time job and I had to... The goddamn snooze? Yeah, the snooze is the enemy. It is the worst thing in the world that you can do for yourself. And I used to, looking back on it, I used to hit snooze probably like 10 times. Like the little 10-minute that iPhone gives you or whatever it is. And lay there for so long in and out of this crap sleep. Um, so sneaky too. Right? I know. The biggest change that I made was actually waking up, uh, getting up when I wake up. Um, regardless if I had to be somewhere or not, it's 6.30, I'm awake, I'll start my day. Um, and with that, sort of starting my day, as I mentioned before, I always started with the hot water and lemon. And that's now become sort of, I guess, my body's um, signal that you're up, you're awake. Um, and I usually with that, I go through all my emails in the morning. I usually try to get all of those out of the way before like 7.30, um, you know, go through my social media, reply all of whatever I need to reply to, um, set my post for the day as well, get that out of the way, and then I uh, should get ready to, to head out the door. I th- I've heard, I read somewhere, yeah, I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that actually like the most productive time like for you to send out emails and stuff is in the first half of the day. So I think it's great that you do that in the morning. Yeah, I find it way easier to just sort of get that done. And then especially if I have a busy day where I'm not at a desk all day anymore, then it's very daunting to just let the email sit there. And then, you know, at nighttime, again, it's that, you know, you're kind of having a long day, you're tired, or maybe you are going dinner, whatever it is, then those emails are still there. So I like to really just kind of flush those out in the morning as best I can. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great way to do it. Um, okay. So I want to know your number one wellness tip, whether it's like, do you take any like vitamins? Like it's maybe like a small change you made to your eating habit. Like what is your number one wellness tip? I would have to say it has to be with food. Um, and the biggest change that I made for myself was making my own food and meal prepping my day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're in the gym for say one hour for mm-hmm. the most part. And it's those other 23 hours of the day that you have. That's where you can kind of go wrong. Um, so finding that solution for you food wise and stop buying the junk food, limit the sugar, eat clean, whole, healthy foods, mm-hmm. uh, make it, it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to taste gross. Um, you can keep it super simple and, and just make sure that that's where you start. Because if your food is a, you have a good foundation with food, then the fitness will, will really fall into place. I mean, they say it's like 80% diet or like 70% diet, 20% exercise or I whatever. I even go far as 90. I think so too. I really think so too because like it's also like patterns, right? I feel like if you're eating like junky food or like even I feel it now, like if I have a particularly indulgent dinner, the next day when I'm going for my workout, I'm just like not at 100%. I'm like you feel it, you know, you feel like heavier. And the sugar and everything that like it does to your body from the inside out and you don't realize it. Um, But that makes a big difference. And on that, I would consider this on the same topic is hydration. Uh, learning to drink water. A lot of people don't realize that they don't drink enough water in the mm-hmm. day and carrying around a reusable water bottle was the biggest change that, or biggest thing that affected change for me in that area. And now I realize I fill that thing up probably close to 15 times a day. It's so necessary yeah. though. Like thankfully, like hydration was one of the things that I was taught from when I was really little. So like I've never had an issue with water consumption, but I have some friends who drink like a glass a day and I'm like, what are you wow. doing? Yeah. Like what, what's going on inside your system? I wonder, like, I just want to take a peer through because like, it can't be good. No, I, I totally know what you mean. And I notice a huge difference in skin and hair and everything just even from that. And obviously from eating super healthy, right? So if you're eating all the right foods, Honestly, everything kind of falls into place because once you start to feel good from the inside out, 
then you're going to want to do more and you're interested in trying new stuff or doing a different workout and then that fitness piece kind of falls right into it. That's a, that's a really, really good tip. Um, what's your favorite kind of meal to meal prep at night? Like, do you have a favorite thing? I do. So my favorite is, so I cook everything on, on one tray. I do it very simple. Um, so you can do any protein. I usually do either salmon or chicken. And then I add on a bunch of veggies. So sometimes it's like zucchini, green pepper, whole tomatoes, or like cherry tomatoes. Um, you can do sweet potatoes, and I kind of just cube them up and then throw everything in the oven for 20 minutes on like 425, and it's all done together. And then I portion it out into uh, containers and throw away the tinfoil, and you're done. So simplified. It's, it's the easiest. Yeah, thing. and when people say like it's hard to cook at home, I'm like, no, listen, like this, it does not have to be so complicated. Yeah, you just literally throw everything onto a pan with some like yeah. seasoning, and it's delicious, and yeah. it's so easy and quick. So I, I love that. Um, and I love that you meal prep because I feel like it just makes your life so much easier for the next day. So much easier. Even right before I came here, I just did my workout, ate my meal quickly. It was already done. The best way to do it. The best yeah. way to do it. Um, one more thing. How do you disconnect? So that can be challenging. Um, obviously, when you put your business online and then you build an app and you know everything's driving through online traffic your blog, Instagram account, it can definitely be challenging to, to kind of let that go. Um, nowadays, too, with sharing everything in your stories, people want to see what you're doing everything all the time, right? Uh, the biggest thing that I've done is, and this is, I'll honestly say, only happened in the last like month or so, but I've really limited my sort of story content, um, which was a difficult choice because it does drive a lot of engagement to your account, um, things like that. But I find there's certain things I just don't want to share anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just sort of my own personal choice. And I, I take those moments when I'm out for dinner, when I'm, you know, hanging out with my sister or something as simple at her house, and I put my phone away. I leave it yeah. in the front door. I put it in my jacket. I don't pull it out. Um, there's also the new features that the iPhone 10 or whatever the latest release that it came out with, um, and Instagram put out with limits your screen time. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so you can actually check your activity on Instagram and how many hours a day you're spending on the platform, uh, as well as with just with your phone in general on social media. So you can see like how much you were doing and, and all that stuff, and you can really take control now, take take your day back and figure out you know where you're spending your time. I think that's smart because like yeah, I mean I don't I don't think it's feasible to always be on your phone and like always be on. I don't think it's right for mental health even. Um, I've honestly, like I've started doing the same thing over the past like six, eight months where if I'm going out for dinner with friends or, you know, like my family or just someone I care about, I will just not pick up my phone. Yeah. Like it's just, I feel like it's not the right thing to do. First of all, you're just like not even present, exactly. I feel like. So I think it just like conditions you that yeah, way. Like I've, I've taken a lot of time or just mental energy to uh, focus on being more present when mm -hmm. I'm in a certain scenario. I think that really helps with sort of disconnecting and limiting screen time at night too is a big thing especially for your eyes and for your brain to slow down and um, so I try to try to stay off my phone in the wee hours of the night. Now I've been trying to do something where like I just leave my phone in the other room exactly. when I'm sleeping and you know it's surprisingly hard because you roll over in the morning it's and like you're like security blanket, it's right? crazy yeah. like I mean how much we rely on it it's like a I don't know like a fifth limb yeah insane cool so before we wrap where can everyone find you so you can follow me on instagram at miss laura davidson uh, you can also check out my blog which is mysweatstory.ca and then the app can be downloaded at uh, on the on the 
Apple store. That's called Sweat City App. And you can also check out our website, sweatcityapp.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you.